Welcome to Heartbeat, a podcast run by Altawan College, where we discuss how to flourish in all things life, work, and relationships. We'll listen to the stories and wisdom of our staff and draw upon outside guests who are practitioners in their field. We hope these episodes inspire and equip you to flourish, whether in the context of Alter One or beyond to the rest of life. Welcome to Heartbeat, and in today's episode, we are joined by none other than Sunny Shen and Paul Trinder. So on the back of Sneaker Week, we thought we would actually have a reflection on the week that's just gone by, as we have all come in with our different shoes, whether it be sneakers or not, of course, sneakers being the main preference by the sounds of it, in terms of... Uh, Jordans. Jordans, from what I've been hearing. And so, yeah, we're going to go into this episode and lean into, or coming out of Sneaker Week, we're going to be having a fun discussion around sneakers and ultimately what it means to walk in other people's shoes. Yeah, great. Um, thanks for listening in, everybody. If you're listening in, you're chiming into this podcast. Great to have you with us. Um, so, Paul and uh, Sunny, why don't you guys just tell us, maybe I'll start with Sunny. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing all to one, a bit of your story that actually led you here. All right, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I work as a connected campus chaplain here. It's my eighth year. Eighth year? Eighth. Yeah, yeah, eighth. Wow. It's, but I never felt like I've been here for like super long just because of the, the people keep on meeting and then lessons keep on learning, <coughs> growing, relationship building. So it's been amazing. How I started was actually through doing my prac as a, as a counselor in my Able. final year. Table. Yeah, and I got somehow assigned to Malaga campus, uh-uh. and um, I was there for a year, just enjoying working with the, uh, <laughs> the students there and Jeff and the team. It's an amazing time, and during that period, I began to just ask myself and God <clears throat> the question like, what should I do with my life after I graduate? Mm. And one day at church, randomly, I just this thought just really distinctively dropped into my head. Yeah, be, be the chaplain. Hmm. And I felt a joy and a peace about it. I felt like, wow, sounds like a venture for me. So, so good. So after that year finished, <clears throat> I applied and there was no positions at all. I was like, oh my gosh, don't hear God. <laughs> but, um, but then later on the door opened to me and um, here I am, yeah. Eight, eight, eight years, years later. Yeah. Wow, and you do such an incredible job right through the college, mate, not just with the kids, but with families and, and even just with the staff. You're such a champ, mate. So I guess, um, Paul. Yeah. How long has it been for you? Oh, 2001, <laughs> from the beginnings. <laughs> Was that 21, 21 years? 21 years. Um, wow. One of the six founders and, um, yeah, uh, just so privileged and humbled to be a part of birthing something that never ever dreamed or imagined mm. except that you know I, I, I've known I've, I've carried a, a heart for young people I can't recall um, as long far time. as a long time mm. um, uh, for me I think what's significant about my journey with what I do with older one is that I was an at-risk marginalized uh, disengaged young person yeah. 
Um, and so for me, I, I totally love people, uh, young people, and um, as far as how, how when, I, when I look at young people, I, I can see myself in them. And, um, you know, so being involved with Alter One, um, currently um, the Executive Director of Community, and my, my main role is to really connect Alter One's heart and vision to communities. And, um, and really a, a call to young people in the marginalised. So. Awesome, awesome. Mm. Yeah, no, it's super great to have you both on. And uh... Yeah, it is great to have you both on. And just take a bit of a left turn, as we said going into this episode, sneaker week. And so we thought, well, why not have two? What's it called? Sneakerhead? Like, is there a technical term or a... There's different, there's different terms. <laughs> sneakerhead. Sneakerhead. So that's what I've heard. I wasn't sure if that was accurate, but no, there you yeah. go. Yeah. There's other terms as well. Um, can't remember the top, second term. Top brand? What's the top brand right now? Hype Beast. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. Hype Beast. Yeah. 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 So, I'm a lot sneakers and clothing or whatever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Hype Beast. Yeah. Really? I can hype it up. As in your personality is, is <coughs> hype beast. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what these shoes are that you're talking about. <laughs> so so Jordan has been yeah running the the first lead in the in the market at the moment. Is that the one the logo where like this almost looks like Michael Stretching Jordan your, your stretching legs. out yes. basketball player? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that Michael Jordan's actual sneaker brand? Like yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Just for those sense. who are listening to the podcast, Nathan has no connection no to sneakers connection. whatsoever. He's more an RM RM Williams fan. Maybe not Aaron Williams, maybe yeah. like whatever, just, whatever, Justin Bieber? No, no, whatever whatever no, no. Tara Cash sells no. or any of these other yeah, other yeah, brands yeah, that yeah, I like. So feel free to buy them if you're listening to this podcast and you can invest. <laughs> hey, shoes are shoes, no judgment, no acceptance. That's it. Well that's it. which is for every shoe to belong here. Which which is why <laughs> which is why I thought we would talk about this. Because even though we do want to talk a bit about your sneaker experience uh, i think behind just merely talking about the type of shoe yeah is that this really is a conversation about how we learn to walk in someone else's shoes mm. literally and metaphorically uh so to you know to connect with someone's world their culture and also their life journey so with that i thought i'll ask this question to both of you and that is out of all the interests whether it be you know all the hobbies all the interests that are out there you you chose sneakers which is uh which is great. I, I, I need some education, guys. So yeah. tell us the story behind your own personal <coughs> love, your personal love for sneakers. For me, it's it's the culture I grew up in. So um, the culture that I grew up in in my uh, teenage years was hip-hop and dance and being on the streets of Perth. And so, uh, yeah, so... Um, and, and I love actually uh, listening to the story of how hip hop actually evolved. Mm. Sneakers actually connected to the sneaker culture is actually connected both to the hip hop and the basketball, but also the skating yeah. world as well. But for mm. me, what's uh, what strikes a chord is the, the culture of hip hop and the expression of heart and language and linguistics, uh, how people would express their pain, their journey, their story coming from the streets. And also too, I like the drip fresh you know, um, it's it's about a statement. So mm-hmm. if you're talking about sneaker culture, it, it reflects a statement of personality and, and, and mm-hmm. culture. So yeah. But there is psychology behind it. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I think it's part of my growing up culture as well. <clears throat> um, growing in China and 
we have all sorts of so many different shoes, different brands. I remember once Yarn was wearing the, the shoe that with lasers shooting from the inside. Well, well actually, like actual lasers just, just like like fr- lights, yeah, flashing lights, yeah, right. that kind of thing. And ever seen, I just love to <coughs> get a new pair of shoes like twice a year, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually my Chinese New tradition to get a new pair of shoes that I really want at the end of the year that my dad or my family would buy me. Sort of become like a tradition and expectation myself. And when I don't get it, I get so disappointed and sad. And then as I got to know my cousin a bit more from, from Hong Kong, they just love, they got all the, all the gears, all the Nike, all the Adidas, Reebok. So I got really heavily into the sneakers, but I, I love them and I played basketball since I was a kid in on the streets in primary school age. And so I always into, yeah, all those sport brands. And uh, I guess like what Porsche is, is part, part of my persona- personality and expression on myself. Yeah, it's been stay with, staying with me ever since, and just and now I've met other people in across Perth and then in in Australia. The shout out to the the group called Jordan Heads, um, where they just mm-hmm. I just met them through collecting sneakers, the Jordans, and um, they become really good friends of mine as well. So yeah, oh wow. So in in Australia, the sneaker culture. What have you both experienced? And I know there's also, I think there's from there's a there's a therapeutic aspect I think to them for maybe you're definitely from from your perspective. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you've seen in Australia with the sneaker culture, Paul? What your experience has been, and and also how how it's been a, a really therapeutic experience for you with that space. Yeah, I think I'll answer it from a therapeutic. Um, and also to a spiritual space because Mm -hmm. for me it's connected me to my roots um, with understanding what community feels and thinks like and so my faith is integrated in that and so for me every time I engage and buy a pair of sneakers for me I'm I suppose I'm experiencing my roots um, of really who I am Um, and I, I don't think you can disconnect you know that aspect of who you are and what you're wired for and rather than fighting something that is actually intrinsically part of who you are like mm-hmm. I'm street and so for me it's like anything that represents street culture multiculture arts and all that so from a therapeutic point of view every time I engage or come have a conversation with other like-minded people and it doesn't necessarily have to all be sneakers it's really about what is actually that person what's important to that person mm. Um, and so, yeah, so, yeah, from that point of view, um, from uh, what I've seen in Australia, the sneaker trend is a growing movement. Mm. Um, what's happening now is that Australia is actually uh, leading in, from a, from a business perspective, growth sales, which means that the wider society, community and all that are actually locking into this thing called sneakers and for something it's resonating with their world and the market is actually growing quite exponentially in Australia an average of just under 10% growth every year and you're talking about you know point something billion dollars in sales turnover they're just some some of the the little things that I've 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 researched on and um, and just over time I've seen it grow the market grow more and more in different outlets 
are positioning themselves to actually connect with. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. changed. The, the landscape of that has changed. I remember it back in the day. Yeah, big time. Yeah, it's all, it's definitely come through a resurgence in, in, in even in the last few years, I reckon. Um, what about you, Sonny? Like, you know, what's, you know, where's that come from? You mentioned a little bit about it with your background growing up, but what does it do for you? Like, you know, what's the, because you got, man, how many sneakers you got? Not that many. Especially comparing to some of my friends in the Jordan Heads group that, yeah, not that many. How much, how don't much don't reveal your cards. Can you reveal it? Okay. Let's just say no eyes have seen, no ears have heard. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's you, that's that's it. Okay, so you there yeah, have, I can't just tell one, one small story, uh, and that is that yeah. there have been times where um, I think you've been entered competitions and you try to get some help with entering some of those competitions. Which you know? we were sneakers. Yeah, sneaker oh, raffles. You have to enter in a raffle to buy, to be able to buy these shoes for retail price. So you need help. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes yeah. a village to win a pair of shoes. That's yeah. true. I need you uh, to I've actually helped. Need so you so funny. <laughs> so one of our really innate values is all to one community. So you're reaching out to community, please help me bid. On this, this incredible the lengths we go to for, for these things that's awesome um yeah. super funny um i guess one one question i do want to ask you both and you alluded to it yourself paul um and that has to do with where sneaker culture does collide with areas of your own personal faith mm. um i don't know who wants to start maybe maybe sunny if you want to chime in with some thoughts around yeah how does sneaker culture collide with areas of faith for yourself for me, um, buying sneakers is just it's what I love and it's part of the way I express myself, just like clothing I wear. I guess I don't want to get too over spiritualized <coughs> in this topic and not want to sound religious at all, but I, but I believe like God is the first fashion designer. He created all things and, mm. and he's given us that creative DNA to express ourselves and then something about once you create something that's unique, that's you, it carries that identity, that fulfillment in a way for me. So, so it's about, yeah, expressing myself. And when people meet me, they will see a, they see a facet on me and they get to know me in that way. So that's how I want to introduce myself. In the same way, I, I'm excited to see people, what they're wearing, um, how they're expressing themselves yeah. because it's a way of knowing them without saying a word. Mm. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of time, deeper connection is beyond words. How, how can Good. I know that I gel so well with this friend or this student or, or this person in, in the group? It is because the first impression is so important is automatically there's a, there's a connection there. And I, I believe that God created us for for connection and relationship and he will use anything to build that relationship to nourish that to enrich that to bring yeah. and even to a point that is beyond about talking about sneakers in, in my group with the jordan heads is lots of time is, is no longer just talking about sneakers actually talking about life where we are and mental health hobbies relationships all those sort of things it's it's all part of it but um, but sneakers have become a gateway into that, I, and I think, yeah, it's, mm. it's a way that that I believe God's using it to help us to connect 
or yeah. not in a different right. way. Yeah, so you have this <coughs> sneaker culture that you use as kind of that connecting element to go into those deeper yeah. community with with these group of people that you can either tell through obviously quite visually, you know, you meet someone for the first time, what they're wearing, you can kind of relate on that level, but also through these conversations, these groups, you have that, that depth of connection through this subculture, this, this area of creativity that from, from your point of, um, from your point of view of faith is, yeah, that uh, creator God um, is creative around culture and cleanliness. Yeah, love it. It's culture yeah, for itself. Yeah. And, and hearing Dave's perspectives about sneakers and life and design, creativity, spirituality, faith, whatever it may be, it, it actually helps me to, wow, that's that's awesome. I didn't see this thing in, in your view before, mm-hmm. but now I can see a different facets. And that's enlightening. Enlighten, enlightening? That's the yeah, word. Enlightenment. Yeah. Enlightening. <laughs> I think it's really important because. The, I think sometimes we, in Christian worldviews, or, or some people might think that God is not interested in those things, but He is interested in those things. Isn't we're really yeah. hearing you say He's interested in all those facets. Mm. And being a creator yourself, you were made in that same image, so there's mm. an ex, there's a, a DNA oh, in our yeah, bones, in our bones to want to express ourselves and, mm. and to have that sense of creativity in our own life, regardless of whatever that looks like. Mm. Um, speaking of like. Paul, you want to share how it connects for you, like yeah, the, the whole space? Definitely um, creation and that whole creative of who God is and um, connection as well. Um, for me, it connects the narrative of the God space in me to community, young people. It's a connection of a story. And for me, I think uh, sneakers are spiritual. Um, because feet are feet carry the message. You know, feet right. carry the message. Like um, feet speaks of one's walk, and I I feel that sneakers carry the stories of people, and oh, you know. Yeah, like um, so for me, it's like the creator has captured me, and I'm just conveying that that narrative, and people relate to creation <clears throat> to to life, to yep. culture, and yeah, so. And there's a myriad of the colours on sneakers today. Yeah. Are just crazy, they're out of control. Um, and it's so different how, 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 how there's so much variety on them. <coughs> um, but I like that thought about, you know, you know shoes or sneakers carry people's stories there's there's something in that Mm. Um, and definitely what we do Mm. Um, so I guess you know you as far as connecting with young people you sort of shared a little bit but do you want to tell us a little bit about a story where the you know these this expression of sneakers and wearing sneakers and how have you connected it? Like, how's it connected with young people? How's it been a connecting yeah. point for you? Is there actually a story? Like, yeah, something you guys where, you, where someone's had that. I mean, I'm sure with the sneakers you guys both wear. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got to have a story. It's funny, this sto- one story that I had wasn't related to sneakers, but it was actually related to shoes. Yeah. And it was when I was, I can remember when I was six years old, oh, wow. a primary school in primary school, Hainsworth Primary, grew up in the KGB. And uh, there was a friend of mine that I grew very close to. Um, he came from Hungary. 
And so here's a guy coming and family coming into a, um, you know, a whole new chapter of their life, have to build connections with family. I can remember looking at him, he wanted to play football so much, soccer so much. I felt, I felt moved at that age of six years old, seven years old. Mm. I gave him my football boots. Um, and that was just one story of connection. Now, I, back then I didn't have any, you know, motive of communicating faith. I just mm. felt to do something, yeah. to give something to somebody who was marginalised in one sense, coming in as a migrant into Australia, yeah. you know, all the fears of whatever, making circles of friends and all of that. And um, But when I was thinking on this question, I've thing that I thought about was that. Now, as far as how that my story connects with young people and all that, it, <coughs> everywhere I go, if, you, if, you, if you're dripping with some fresh sneakers that are relevant and even like sneakers that people have that are on the market years ago and you come into any scene, I don't even have to try to communicate. My, my presence is communicating all, all the time. Oh, what oh, ends oh. up happening is that oh. what ends up happening is that I'm able to then share about the narrative of what I do with young people with an alter one and how, <laughs> do, how, how do we actually connect with them and they actually oh mate. So the sneakers then whilst it's an entry point, a key, mm. that gets us into conversation, I'm able to connect them to a narrative, to the call of what I do. Deeper thing. Deeper thing. And then what ends up happening is it gets them thinking, and it happens everywhere I go. Mm. They don't even have to try it. And then what ends up happening is that they are curious. They want to know more. And um, so, yeah. I love that, just that seed thought. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but I did. Your presence is a communication. Mm-hmm. Just being present with people in a space is a communication without any words being said. Yeah. Um, and to walk into places and do that. And I think Alter One as an organisation, I think our staff, our team, our teachers, all of you have that capacity to literally, you're communicating all the time and sometimes you're not saying anything, you're just there. Yeah. Uh, but like still like what you said, you know, about being a non-anxious presence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something beautiful, I think, yeah, well. you know, we get to do. Um, what about you, Sonny? What is the story maybe where you're... I mean, I love your sneakers, bro. I mean, I'm always... I'm, and surely students have picked up. Oh, <laughs> surely. Well, I do. I'm ogling, but I'm a bit of a sneaker sucker. So, yeah, yeah. What you, mate? What's a story maybe that's... For me, working yeah. with students that generally can struggle with anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. I want to be able to have a opener when I meet them. And, uh, and sneakers, for most time, have become that door opener for me. Mm. And uh, because we found common ground that where we feel relaxed, we can all relate that the student doesn't need to know a lot from, um, a, from a school point of view, education point of view. He just know. So we can talk about something like that. And, and I just love how a lot of times they, they may value me, they may see me someone really awesome because the sneakers I wear are so cool. But at the same time, I can use that to bring a message into the life that, hey, you're cool as well. Mm. Because because you're, you're, you're beyond what you wear, that kind of thing. And, and you can, yeah, you, you have your own flavor, you, you like what you like, and that's awesome, I respect that. Just to 
reinforce and build build their identity up to acknowledge that. And, and there's, yeah, there's quite a few times as a number of different students come to me, they just start talking about sneakers. <laughs> and they start telling me how they've been reselling and making profit and this and that, which is, is something that I don't really encourage everyone to do, but but um, but if, hey, that's what they like, that's awesome, and they get into sneakers, um, that that's great. And then, then we talk about different things, we're open to different opportunities about different topics of their life and um, yeah I just find that more like an icebreaker that kind of thing and they generally remember me because of the sneakers. Is mm. there any moment yeah is there any moment mm. specific like where you know it started with what you're wearing on your feet but then it went into a totally deep place with a young person mm. or uh, you know someone you're relating to can you remember I can't think of like a specific incident that um, we were talking about shoes and then we talk about something really deep, but, but I, I would say more gradually that we, we build on something common, like I said before, the sneaker culture. Mm. And then eventually as I get, get to know that student a bit more and, and he gets to know me a <coughs> bit more, we then was able to, we are able to actually talk about deeper things yeah. because we actually can relate. It, that that kid doesn't feel he's alone. Mm-hmm. There's someone here that actually, wow, he's part of my tribe. It's almost like a cold snake culture, like you're my, we, yeah, we yeah. know each other. Yeah, we, right. we're, we're, yep. we're, we're together, we're, we're not alone in that sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's what's found helpful. Um, and especially talking about their mental health later on, um, the way they, they see themselves, the way they think about how other people um, how other people live their lives try to empathize like the analogy of walking in their shoes yep. how can we actually use that as a, <coughs> as a metaphor like what do you feel like when you're in someone else's shoes that kind of thing mm-hmm. so I just try to use whatever ways I can to open that door and talk more about yeah which, which dovetails perfectly into the next question and it has to do with that broader relatability to young people culturally. So obviously we've been talking about sneakers, that's that's your world, that's what you understand and that's where you can connect with people. Uh, I'm curious though, what about certain staff members or even other people listening to this podcast? Suppose we don't dress <laughs> or even speak in the way that the person we're interacting with mm-hmm. does. So you know, if you're a chaplain and connect that assigned to a particular student or even in my role as a counsellor, like just working with a particular young person, uh, how do we connect with young people culturally, even if we don't share those same interests? We don't speak the way they speak or dress the way they speak. Because I'm just mindful of some staff who I would encourage them just to, to start to be themselves or try to mm-hmm. manipulate themselves to, to be like the young people. Because <coughs> yeah. young people can sniff uh, fake so it's fantastic to have that relatability yeah, in who yeah, you are, but yeah, what if yeah, you yeah. can't connect? How would you yeah. connect with? Look, yeah. for me, connection is everything. And without it, you can't create any sense of belonging. Yeah. And for me, connection's about being an artist. You're not stuck on one paint, one colour. Sneakers are just a point of contact. Yeah, one. And it's really important that you you be you, and but let them be them and don't do fake so you can relate the most important thing is is that how you actually relate to that young person 
that how they're wired. You may not be a hip hop. You may not come from hip hop. You might come from I don't know. Um, gaming. Gaming. Again, gaming. Uh, you know, I, I tell a story of I went into a campus and uh, a young student actually started to bring out his cards um, uh, and showing me all these different coloured cards, oh, and I actually start thinking, oh gee, I actually I actually love the colour of the cards, and I. But I made it a point to make it about him, not about me. I didn't impose my culture, didn't mm -hmm. impose my interests. I made him the most important person mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. but what happened was the next day, I go to Culture Kings to get some threads and I'm talking again about my, my narrative connects what I, I do with young kids at risk. I start talking to this guy who ends up giving me a bonus gift when I purchased a t-shirt and when he gave it to me it was a deck of cards and it was black and gold and I said you've got to be kidding me mm -hmm. and I said I actually was with this is what I do <clears throat> I was with a young person yesterday and mm -hmm. they started telling me about how they love cards and he said wait there and he pulled out another deck of cards and he said here's that Wow. And so I knew what to do with that deck of cards. And that was to give that deck of cards to that kid and said, someone's watching you, over you, and you matter. And I did. I was able to do it. Yeah, the, the that's great. So, that's awesome. That's great. So that, that, that lesson of even though you can certainly connect with people culture to culture if you share those <coughs> same interests or cultural values or subcultural values, but even... The ability to go, you know what, yeah. you're the most, you know, when you're with someone, you're yeah. the most important person. Yeah, yeah. Be yourself, I'll be myself, I will connect with you. And understand uh, your story, walk in your shoes, absolutely. Yeah. so to speak. Yeah. What about yourself, honey? Yeah, one, one of my favourite aspects of working as chaplain altar one is I get to meet people, different people. Um, I, it's all about having that curiosity, something I've never seen before, never experienced. Can you tell me? Because... This world is broad, it's big. I want to experience personally. And I want to know how they see it and how they experience it. And um, and I will join in. So, so there are times that like, um, I didn't play, I didn't know how to play chess a year ago. Now I know how to play chess. I love playing chess with everyone. But it was introduced by a student who taught me that. At first I was like, Oh, I have to do chess, that's boring. In my head, that's what I thought. But uh, the more I played it, I was like, I actually really enjoy this. And now we, we have a common ground there. And we can actually use chess to talk about life. And actually, there, there's a movie in the senior school, personal recovery subjects, um, Life of a King. It's actually talking talk about oh, wow. using chess to, to show us how we choose every move of our lives. Right, so, right. so I can use that and I can talk about how anxiety actually caused us to play a worse, much worse game because our prefrontal cortex not functioning as much when we're under stress, when we're playing chess. And um, so, so it's related with everything. I just see there's a connection there and I love just being able to be curious about them. And yeah, just to know that, wow, this world that God created is big. There's so many different facets. And I'm here, I'm, a stu I'm still a student. Although I'm working at school, but I'm a student always. Mm -hmm. Student of life, and, learning yeah. about their world. And my students and their families can teach me something always. Yeah, they can always great. show me a facet that I never know about life. And it's a hidden blessing. 
mm. you cannot can choose to honor them um, in in that sense. If mm. that makes sense, that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like even in the world of <clears throat> therapy, um, there's this particular therapy called narrative therapy, which is around what are people's stories yeah. and mm. how, as someone who's a therapist, how do I connect? With their stories and one of the key things is to draw upon their own culture to draw mm. upon their own interests yeah. and almost turn their own interests or their own culture or their own whatever they're into into a type of metaphor that connects to those deeper questions of life and so obviously today we're talking about walking people's shoes and, mm. you know you guys being into sneakers and sharing your passion there mm. and certainly ah okay using that as a metaphor of mm. yeah what does it mean to walk in people's shoes yeah and, and yeah and the like and so yeah, I just thought that's that's just really the points that you guys brought up in oh, terms of point. connecting with people. And it's a it's an art. It's a real connection. It's a real art. Yep. Um, just listen to you guys talking about it. It's a it's a real art. It takes deliberate intention to do to do what we do. I think in the work that we're involved with, but in life in general. Yep. Um, and just thinking about you know the whole thing around <coughs> connection. There's this. Um, scripture I think that says you know how beautiful are the feet of those on the mountains who bring good news yeah and you know whatever your feet are wearing yeah um, it doesn't really matter it's, it's really what's in it it's 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 what's in those shoes yeah it's the mm. story yeah uh, that we're bringing that connects yep to another person's story and sort of brings me to the thought about connection which is about learning immersion into a person's world and you know, I guess what comes comes along with that immersion is, is just that we're entering into people's stories, um, and you know that's where we're sort of this whole sneaker week thing came out of mm. the idea of mm. talking about people's stories, the journey, mm. learning to to walk in other people's shoes, mm. and so I guess with that in mind, um, how does and this is for both of you, and either one of you can jump in. How does learning to understand life in their shoes or walking out of people's shoes bring about transformation. How do you see that? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, look, a uh, great scripture that comes to mind again is that um, the scripture in, in 1 John one fourteen it says that the word was made flesh and moved into the neighbourhood. And part of that moving into the neighbourhood is actually understanding human experience. And if you're ever going to see any transformation happen in communities and people's world, I think trust has to actually precede transformation. Mm-hmm. Very good. So you need to walk yeah. out that that journey. Uh, <clears throat> you've got to map that journey of trust. And like you said, Mark, I think it's it's true. We're, we're engagement artists with what we do. We, we're actually painting a mosaic. of, And it may be different in a certain person's world and 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 their experience but you have to t- give time and trust to build trust into that space um so mm. that's good wow mm. yes yeah having the empathy to truly understand where people have been <coughs> what they've gone through and then how their worldview's been shaped to this point, which creates a deeper connection. Mm. We all long for such a deep connection without shame and guilt and any hiddenness. Mm. 
and embarrassment and fear. How can we come to that point? Because when we come to that point, I believe our society will have less mental health problems, mm. less anxiety, less depression. And and when when I get to know people, their hobbies, what they're good at, their strengths, their talents, everyone has has some. Doesn't matter how they see themselves, but the truth is they all have something they're good at. Um, and I want to come into that space to celebrate them, to, to uplift that, to, to really magnify that, to be, be a more a empowerment approach, that kind of thing, because I, I believe by speaking life, God, God has spoken life into us, mm. it encouragement in so many different form ways, in the same way we're supposed to speak life into, into others' lives. And that's how we build each other up in that sense. And we can use so many different ways, but we, like Paul said, we have to understand where they're coming from first. And sometimes when we go through our own life, when we have worn our shoes too much, we can't tell the values those shoes carry. Because we see ourselves in a certain lens too much. But others, from a different angle, they will see a different point of view and they can speak something that we may have been blindsided by whatever downfall, setbacks, or failures we've been through. And, and in that sense, I see it's quite redeeming, it's quite restoring, it's quite healing, it's quite enlightening once again, I don't want to use that word. And, no, that's um, good. Yeah, so, yeah, that's me. Oh, mate, that's such a great, so many good things in both of the things that you said. How has... How has pain helped you in your journey of empathy in connecting with people? Uh, I'm still, I'm 53 years old and I'm still asking that question and processing that, but if I was to put it into one word, it's caused me to listen. Because you can hear someone but are you really listening? And when you go through pain and suffering yourself, and I have, mm. um, it just positions your ability, your ear, to bypass symptomatic issues that we could demonize people mm. for the circumstance rather than humanize people. And it causes you just zone in and listen to some deep stuff it just I don't know it just um, accelerates your ability to, to hear I don't know it just heightens your ability to, to hear listen better so. and I think you know with the work with this sort of work in alter one and you know in, in, I think now entering into people's pain like you said, Sonny, entering in empathetically into that space. Um, I, I love that thought that we can be an organisation that has a heightened, accelerated capacity <coughs> to listen and yep. really look yep. past symptoms yep. that some of the young people that we are serving mm. in the communities mm. that we're serving, mm. because it's so easy just to look on the surface. Yeah. And yeah. It doesn't mean that those some of those things aren't needing addressing, but what's the deeper issue? Um, and I think when I think about walking in people's shoes, 
I heard somebody say it, you know, Carl Rogers, who some people may or may not like some of his thoughts, but one of the things was is about walking gently in another person's world. Um, walk, and gently, you're treading in another person's story, and to be able to walk gently and empathetically and non-judgmentally in another person's world, mm-hmm. and be conscious <coughs> of the shoes yeah. I'm wearing when I'm in that world. Mm. Uh, you know, am I wearing good news or am I wearing something else? Um, and I think it's it's super. What about you, Sonny? What about you? How's pain and uh, the, your own pain mm-hmm. and your own struggles and stuff? How you know impacted your empathy and, and yeah, I think without pain, I I don't think I'm qualified to be a chaplain. When when I was doing my prac on my last year, my counselling degree, actually the first thing I prayed that year was God give me the gift of empathy. And funny enough, that's when I started experiencing all sort of physical sickness and condition, and been yeah still ongoing. And, and exposed me to much pain um, mentally and physically. It's been a journey. But interestingly, interestingly enough, also have found, have found that I can always relate with my students with certain aspects of their struggles, of their own pain. It's, it's weird. It's like, oh my, oh my gosh, there is a purpose of my pain, which I could not see before because at first, I just complain about how much pain I'm going through with people in my prayer time. But now I can come in more with a grateful attitude because I am seeing God's using my tears. That's something I felt like he said to me. Sonny, your tears are not wasted. Your pain, your suffering has never been in vain. I've stored all your tears. So one day you can pour that jar of tears on someone else's heart that's been hardened by pain in life will soften their heart. Right. If their heart's like soil, they will open up again because mm-hmm. they can relate with your pain, they will open up. Yeah. And I see a gift of, of my wounds and my scars now and, and, and God use our witnesses yeah, totally. to, do, mm-hmm. to, to build our servanthood, mm-hmm. our ministry, so to speak, to help other people and uh, it unites us. It's interesting how pain unites people. Yeah, talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. Look, at COVID, COVID. look at COVID. Everyone's yeah. in the same yeah, man. In yeah. the same sort of uh, space of pain with the, with its impacts. Yeah, life, but in different shoes. And when I feel pain, I'm reminded I'm still a human. Yeah, I'm not above others. <laughs> I'm just the same as everybody else, <laughs> and and I need help. I can't I can't live life by myself. So this pain teaches me wisdom in a way that I could not fathom in the past. Very good. So good. Wow. So, so good. I hope you don't mind going on. It just there's such a, a rich, uh, just a, a feeling in this energy in this podcast, different to the ones we've done previous. Mm. No, do you want to add anything else and just get, sort of get close to wrapping it up? Yeah. Well, I think what I love about this whole conversation around walking in people's shoes obviously you for you two sneers is that that core metaphor is certainly around that pain um, to not just connect culturally though that as well but through the depth of that deep connection to walk with people through pain and suffering especially in the context of the work that we do in our college and thinking about it from I guess a Christian faith framework 
I'm always haunted by the fact that the central figure of our faith, Jesus, brought the ultimate purposes to the world through pain, mm. um, through Very his good. own death mm. and suffering. Yeah. Um, that it was actually through pain that there can be healing. And that's very mysterious. Uh, mm. I don't think we should ever try to figure it out fully. Yeah. I think yeah. we've just got to sit in that mystery of how yeah. pain is that transform that pain itself, mm. though not inherently good in mm. of itself, and yeah. one day we will live in a world free of pain. But that nonetheless there is a sense in which in the here and the now pain can actually be the way in which when we partner with people in the midst of that pain, that transformation on the far side can come. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, I'm the, I don't think I need to ask you some of the practical tips that connect with young people. We've just got a shed load of stuff around that. and um, you know, um, But I do have something which is completely not not related to shoes or anything else. This is just some quick fire questions from you guys. This was some fun. Um, what are you What are you streaming right now on on Stan or Disney or Netflix? What are you watching? Or Crunchyroll? What are you watching? Animation. What are you watching, Paul? Uh, something you're getting into right now on the on, on the TV. Alone, it's a survival series on people going into the wilderness. <laughs> I wonder if it's the one that I'm thinking of. And it's unbelievable. You talk about spirituality and pain. And well, suffering and, and bears and bears and <laughs> danger and <laughs> them crying like little kids and they're mature adults and they didn't realise <laughs> the environment yeah. what they would do to you as a person. That's funny, man. What about you? What are you watching? Uh T V shows, Halo and Moon Knights. Um we went pretty well, just I actually have quite yeah, a bit of reflection from them, I reckon. Both Halo and Moon Knights, the yeah. way they live lives and <coughs> programs, and and Moonlight's how caught up in the mental health issue. The the yeah, main yeah, character. Don't give it all away, man. Oh, anyway, spoiler free. Spoiler yeah, free. yeah, but um, also animes as well. Um, yeah, Demon Slayer. That's a good one. Seriously. Don't say no more. Okay, last question. <laughs> another question. Another question. Chance okay. about animation. Okay. Uh, I won't say a, a song to define your season right now, but what's a what's a what's some what's a genre of music you're really enjoying right now? What you're listening to or an artist? Uh, Maverick City, the one you love. Okay, Maverick City. Cool. Whew. Oh, this. There's too many. I, I, I'm a, a surfy. I surf right across all different genres. Um, what's one song? Um, oh, no, I can't. I can't, no, I can't think, and I, I don't want to be corn. <laughs> boys to men. No, no, boys to men were back in the day. <laughs> Actually, Nathan, what about you, mate? What are you? What's, oh, a genre? what's an artist? Oh, jeez. Um, gotcha. Yeah, no, you have, you have got me. Um, I, I'm thinking more of TV shows. I'm actually watching Better Call Saul at the moment. <laughs> Better, oh, yeah. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm watching at the moment. There you go. Now we know. What about yourself? I mean, you always ask these questions. What, about yourself? what am I? What am I yeah, watching, what are you watching right now? now? I'm watching. A, I'm watching a show. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm watching a show called Selling Sunset. It's a whole bunch of real estate agents who sell high end real estate in LA. Oh, and, wow. man, all ladies. <laughs> 
And it's just, uh, for whatever reason, I think I just love the drama. Yeah, but yeah. I love the houses. The houses yeah, yeah, are yeah, incredible. Yeah. So I just got a real appreciation for the, I mean, when I'm saying high end, I'm talking about $23 million yeah, homes. Yeah, yeah. Just crazy, ridiculous money. And just, it's funny and fascinating just watching the interaction of these human beings who are loaded with pain and how they treat each other. It's a real contrast to the way we're talking about it. Um, so, um, all right, one, just one last question. What's one thing that's making you feel alive right now? Other than sneakers. Other than sneakers. One thing that's really energizing you. My granddaughter, Ellie. Without a question. Awesome. Mm. Um, practicing silence. I'm not trying to sound spiritual, but something that recently I found that, wow, it's actually really freeing. And yeah. it's like God's space, yeah, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Solidarity. Yeah. Love it. Silence is a great thing. Big time. Hey, thank you so much, guys, for, for being on and just sharing your hearts and and your thoughts and your wisdom with the entire college. Rock and roll, walk, walk, walk in your shoes and learn to walk in other people's shoes. There you go. Dong, 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 dong. He's out of rock. You have been listening to Heartbeat. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the show and share far and wide. This has been a podcast produced by Alter One College. To find out more about Alter One College, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or visit the college website at www.alter-one.com.au.